to Freshly Forever, a podcast that gives you fascinating insights week after week. Here's your host, Vai Kumar. Hey folks, welcome to another episode on podcast Freshly Forever. Today I'm talking to Texas Longhorns freshman Kylie Collins, and her name has been synonymous with excellence in national and international junior tennis competition for several years. When she was 14, Kylie won the 16 and under doubles championship at the prestigious Orange Bowl Junior Tournament. And she also holds career-high WTA rankings of 990 in singles and 632 in doubles in March of 2020. It's my absolute privilege to have Kylie Collins here with us on the show. Hey, Kylie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. First off, congratulations on the big NCAA win and making it, you know, into the finals of the doubles. You guys did amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Obviously, we are going to talk a lot about the NCAA stuff, but let me just give listeners a perspective here uh, by talking about your junior tennis So at what age did you start playing tennis and was that the only sport that you played? So I started playing tennis when I was probably around five. I Uh picked up a racket or a racket was put in my hand by my parents and my family. Um, Uh It definitely wasn't the first sport I played or the only sport I played. I played a few. It was kind of, I have an older sister who played and it was kind of whatever she did, I did. Uh So, So she happened to play tennis a little bit. So I picked up tennis and it just happened to work out. Okay, fantastic. So whatever your sister Mackenzie did, um, did that kind of, you know, prove to be the inspiration for you to fully get, you know, like involved in tennis and just, you know, make you just go away from the other sports that you pursued? I think so. So was she like your idol or did you idolize some other tennis player as such? A little, it's a little bit bad. I don't know if I should be admitting, admitting it, but I remember she played a little more competitive juniors than I did because she's about five years older than me. And I always saw her like uh-huh. missing school a few days a week. And I was like, I was <laughs> in between sports and I was like, tennis doesn't sound too bad if I get to miss school a little bit. So <laughs> that's a fun story right there. That's interesting. <laughs> so as far as memory could tell, uh, what would you say about your development thereof? Say your participation in uh, tournaments. Did you play a whole lot of tournaments, or was it uh, quite a bit of solid training and just a mix of tournaments here and there? Yeah, for I think it all depended too. If I so I went to normal or not normal regular school, like a brick and mortar school, up uh-huh. until eighth grade, and then I switched to uh-huh. online, which gave me a little more flexibility in training and traveling. <laughs> So I'd say um, I'd say my tournaments and my training definitely picked up once I moved to online school. But other than that, I was kind of when I was in school, I was kind of just playing more tournaments on the weekends, trying to just train after school when I could. So I, I do say like when I went to online school, it made I made a big jump in training and tournaments. Okay, okay. Uh, But even otherwise, when you were playing all those weekend tournaments, was it like once a month that you would go to tournaments or was it? Yeah, it was about, I'd say about once or twice a month. And it was mainly uh, in Georgia or local, just whatever we could drive to. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, obviously. Okay. And what about the higher level events like Orange Bowl, Eddie Her, and the Nationals, your journey with those? I know um, you won the 16 and under doubles championship at the Orange Bowl when you were 14, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the travel and uh, tournament levels definitely picked up, I'd say, as I got older. But uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I played with Casey back in the 16s when we won it. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think that was either maybe my second year I was at Smith Stearns. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd say as I got older, the travel, the training and the tournaments definitely picked up. But yeah, the demand picked up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was the same year you made the semifinals at the Eddie Her as well, correct? In singles? Yeah, yes, ma'am. So it was two long weeks, but it was a lot of fun. Uh-huh, well worth it, yeah, you know, yeah. because that was great results, and I know you enjoyed yourself there. And a lot of other success at the Easter Bowl quarterfinals, then Girls 16 Nationals quarterfinals, all of that from your record. Um, that's great. And what about Smith-Sterns? You brought up Smith-Sterns. How would you say that training there made a difference in your journey, and what did you do prior to um, being in that program? So before... I went to Smith Stearns in eighth grade when I made the switch to online school. And before then, uh-huh. um, I'd been training over at Vandermeer, the other tennis academy over on the uh-huh. island, just probably about once or twice a week when I was in school, whenever my sister could drive us over. And um, I, I had a few good friends over at Smith Stearns at the time. And they're like, you should come try it out. Um, I think there was like uh-huh. a new coach at the time who's still my coach now, Evan. But so they're like, you should come try him out. Come try the academy out. It could be a great fit, like schedule-wise. And I think I went over, tried it out uh, one day of the week, and I it was just the perfect fit. I loved everything about it. Mm-hmm. I loved the schedule they had, um, the structure they had. So it was perfect. Okay, awesome. And what about um, uh, training with Coach Evan? Is it still the same? Uh, it, does he... Uh, you know, coach you now in Florida as well, uh, aside from the team that you play for at Texas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, I was with him at Smith Stearns for a few years, and then he ended up moving down here, and then I came a few years later. But uh, it's still the same. We still go at it, still fight some days on the court. But uh, I think <laughs> he's still getting through to me, though, so it's been good. Okay. I think he has definitely been a, a big influence in your journey, looks like, you know, even with your NCAA recruitment and all of that and, uh, you know, shaping the person that you are as far as your tennis journey. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. He's been by my side for probably the past four years now. So it's been a journey, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he's still stuck around with me, still putting up with me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm in the uh, a career high ranking of 71 in the ITF and 900 in WTA singles and 600 something in doubles. You know, that just speaks for all of the hard work that you have put in over there. And definitely, I think uh, uh, what the coach does with you is certainly, you know, like uh, noteworthy. And as far as the recruitment process for the NCAA, the year when COVID struck, how challenging was it to manage tennis, the recruitment and everything, you know, in a pandemic driven world? Yeah, I mean, just like anyone during the pandemic, I'd say it was difficult. It, it definitely had its obstacles and challenges. Um, mm-hmm. I will say on one hand, because of all the tournaments 
that were canceled or put on hold, I definitely had a little more time to sit down and kind of think about where I want to be and uh, what I want to do. And I will say it did help that Evan's been a previous college coach, so he could kind of guide me. And Mm -hmm. I mean, ultimately it was my decision and I kind of had to sit down and be like, all right, Mm -hmm. this is where I want to go or this is what I want to do. But it it was tough because I only got to visit two schools. I kind of put off my uh, recruitment trips uh, instead of in the fall of my junior year to the spring. So I Mm -hmm. visited the University of Florida and then uh, Texas was my last visit before COVID hit. And I had about two more scheduled that I never ended up getting to take. So when it came down to it, I was deciding between four schools and two of them I hadn't visited yet. So it was a little tough. There was just like, mm-hmm. just like in the COVID world, there was a lot of Zoom going on, a lot of FaceTime that we had to do. But ultimately, I made a decision and I guess it worked out. So I'm glad where I am. Oh, oh, I, I'm sure. So settling in with the Longhorns as a freshman. So you started early, correct? Yes, ma'am. So I went in uh, January. I graduated high school semester early and then went in this past January. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. And um, how did you uh, handle the coach's expectations and how did he help you face all the challenges, you know, like as you, as you went in and uh, tried uh, settling in as a freshman there? Yeah, I kind of knew it was it gonna, I didn't really put any expectations on myself. I know when I first got there, one of the first few days we sat down, he was kind of like, what are your goals? And I'm like, Right now, I'm just trying to survive the first week because I don't know what's going to get thrown at me. <laughs> but uh, no, the, the coaches definitely played a big role in helping me get settled in. And I got to give a lot of credit to my team. Like they are, there's a uh, 11 of us. And it's like that our team would not be, it would not be what it is now if one of, there was one less of us. So I will say they made mm-hmm. me feel so comfortable and made me feel right at home. And it was like I just gained 12 other, or no, sorry, 10 other best friends or sisters. Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, that camaraderie and uh, teamwork, you know, matters a lot. And, uh, you know, it was so evident, you know, when any of us watched on television and and the chemistry with which you guys, you know, like uh, handled yourself on court. And uh, that definitely, you know, uh, was very evident in the championship. And, you said you walked into the team in January, joined them in January. I think right after you played the ITA Indoor Championship, correct? Yeah, so I joined them and then it was a quick few matches we played, or quick few dual mm-hmm. matches, and then we were straight up to um, Stillwater, Oklahoma, to play the indoors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And right there, Kylie, you have helped your team, you know, beat UCLA 4-2 in the semis, winning the doubles match, the crucial doubles match, and the singles in a second set tiebreak to clinch the uh, to clinch the tie for your team. So how did all that feel going in as a freshman? And then, you know, you're, you're literally being thrown into this huge championship. <laughs> and how was that experience? Yeah, it was kind of like I was going right into the deep end, but I loved every single minute of it. And uh, it, it was... Honestly, that's just a great trip to see what we could do since a lot of the team is a, or was a fresh our freshman. So it was kind of like mm-hmm. our first real test at what we could do and how many matches we could string along against, you know, top tough tennis teams. So mm-hmm. in that in that UCLA match, honestly, if it didn't come down to me, it could have came down to the other four freshmen that were playing that day. So 
it was going to be a test for all of us, but it worked out. We you know we had each other's backs and I had to go out there and win it for the team. So it worked out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you did it in a very, very nice fashion. Back in a moment with our guest on Fresh Leave Forever. What about your experience with uh, higher level tournaments in junior tennis? How did that translate to whatever you were able to pull off, whatever you were able to achieve for your team, given that you started in January and then you know you immediately had to go into this big championship? I think it definitely helped a ton. Uh, playing a lot of those high-level juniors and even some women's events. Mm-hmm. It was no matter who was on the other side of the net, it was going to be a tough opponent. Mm-hmm. And there was always going to be a challenge. So it kind of taught me I got to bring my best to the court every single day and to the match and be match tough. So I think it, it definitely helped coming in January and knowing I've had some experience and played some tough matches so I could handle it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So wh- what message does that, you know, like make you put out to the world, does ranking really matter in that kind of a situation? So how do you handle yourself when you know whoever is on the other side is, okay, knowing that it's college tennis and they are going to be very good. So at that point, what do you tell yourself? Does ranking really matter in those situations? To me, I I don't think it does. I think no matter, kind of like what I said, no matter who's on that court, they're going to present a challenge to you and it's kind of how you handle it and it's mm-hmm. what you're going to bring to the game and I was gonna it's kind of like all right this is what I'm going to bring this is how I'm going to bring myself to the game let me see if I can impose it on them and hopefully you know when the clock stops I'll be on top mm. oh yes very well said and you did come out on top and first season ending up as champions you guys Longhorns and uh, 31 to 1 result for the team in the season and what what better result could you guys have possibly had? That's just phenomenal. So again, you definitely would have been in situations playing uh, in juniors, your zonals, your intersectionals and all of that. And, you know, how did that experience in a team setting, when it came to this moment, um, how did any of that come in? handy as far as that transition aspect or you know like doing what you needed to do for the team and say like you pull the team through at the ITA championship and then here again you know like winning crucial doubles matches the singles matches and then you and Lulu Sun your doubles record overall you know I guess that that just has been phenomenal how did you do it all <laughs> yeah I think any past experience you know, zonals, intersectionals, or honestly, not even tennis, just any other team sports played a role in just knowing you got to go out there and not only do it for yourself, but do it for your other teammates out there. Because uh, we all want it so bad. We all were working so hard. So it's kind of like, I'm going to go do my part for the team. So is everyone else. And mm-hmm. hopefully it works out. Mm-hmm. So how do you think um, your doubles game, always you have been like, um, What shall I say? I think you've been at the top of the net, you know, playing so well in doubles all along, you know, right from your juniors. So how did all of that, you know, like help you position yourself as far as an overall team player? And then definitely you and Lulu, you guys did amazing when it came to 
the individual uh, competition, like, you know, when you guys played as the doubles team and made it to the finals, it was a nail-biting finish. You know, it just was down to a few points and you guys did phenomenal. So you could have very well won the doubles too. So how do you think all along, you know, like, have you always had like a special inclination for doubles? And is that why you felt so confident going in? And uh, aside from all the success that you have had in your singles journey? Yeah, I think it was something like you said, in that I look back at kind of my past, uh, past matches I've played, and I played some big doubles matches. So I think those definitely played a role in those past two final matches we played, you know, the individuals and also the team. I've kind of like, all right, I've, I've been here before. I've done this. I've played with Lulu all season. It's something we can definitely do. And we just got to go out there and lay it on the line. And we, the great thing about playing with Lulu or honestly, any one of my teammates is we're always going to have each other's backs. So if, if I'm mm-hmm. not on it, you know, that day she's going to have me and hopefully I can do the same for her. So it's kind of just not only just, being doubles partners, but we also got a great bond together that helps. Oh, yeah. I mean, the confidence and trust that, you know, like you just uh, develop over time. But I guess in this case, it just had to happen really quick. And you guys, you know, hit it off mm-hmm. really nicely. So um, that's that's just wonderful. Uh, what about the road ahead, say the next five years and balancing school and tennis? And uh, I know you have already played on the WTA uh, some. So what is the road ahead for Kylie Collins? Yeah. So this upcoming summer, I'm going to try and play as many women's events as I can and hopefully work on my ranking a little bit, see if I can hopefully get into some bigger tournaments in the fall. And uh, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just keep working on my game, developing my game and then just hopefully play another great spring season, see if we can take it, take the title again and then do it all over again. Just keep working on my game and playing as many tournaments as I can and then uh, hopefully keep working on it and mm-hmm. working up to the professional level. Oh, uh, good luck with that. You know, I think definitely we'll keep looking out for you. What about your um, style or anyone's style for that matter? How crucial is it when someone is trying to hone their skills as a junior uh, to be able to compete at the collegiate level? Say, I think you always have been a very aggressive uh, player, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Your style as such. So how do you think one should focus on their game to be able to train and play at the collegiate level? Yeah, I think as long as you can just focus on the right things and stay true to to yourself as, you know, who I am as a player and how I want to play day in, day out, no matter if it's on a, match where you're four on the third set or if it's just on the practice court I think if you can keep doing over keep doing it over and over again and working on the right things then you're just going to be all right and hopefully they can just translate over in the collegiate level it it definitely gets tough though I will say when you're at like just like Lulu was you know at three Mm -hmm. all with a national championship on the line it's like all right how do I not just get so tight and just like hope she messes up you know what I mean kind of just like running Mm -hmm. out the clock Mm -hmm. so I think if you can really work on your game and you know just try and develop yourself as much as a player as a person it's going to be it's going to translate perfectly over into the collegiate level 
Okay, great. That's that's just good insights. What about the mind game versus physical game? Like exactly in a situation where you talked about like Lulu being at three all in the final set, and um, and I'm sure you know your matches this season. Some of it, you know, like you have had to do the same. Mm-hmm. So how crucial is it for someone to you know like be strong with their with their mind game? I think it's honestly like more than half the game it's it plays a big role mm-hmm. and it's something that our coaches have worked a lot with us over the past semester and i think it can also help help you on a match where it really kind of shows your maturity level if you're mentally there then that's one less aspect that i you know like if my game's not there but i'm mentally there then i'm just going to do all right and i'm going to be in the match but yeah i will say that's one thing they've been working on and i'm still trying to work on and improve but Yeah, I don't, it's hard that too. It's always an uphill mm-hmm. battle. Oh, yes. And what about the, uh, aside from the training, what about the fitness, uh, the nutrition and recovery side? Well, what is your message to anyone that's listening? I think I definitely say take care of your body. I was definitely not the best, even like small things, just stretching, uh, making sure I'm properly hydrated, uh, well rested i'd say i i know yeah just listen to your body i guess i would say i know if i don't get enough sleep i'm gonna doesn't take much for me to get sick so uh just take care of the controllables that you can and hopefully you'll be all right on the tennis court what about the nutrition side of it do you do you place any specific emphasis on what you eat what you do during the day um just to keep yourself in top shape yeah for sure i think it plays a big role uh My mom always kind of taught us like you are what you eat. So like uh-huh. I can't I got to be like play, pay close attention to it, but I I will say I have a massive sweet tooth. <laughs> so that that gets tough, <laughs> but I I do try to eat pretty healthy and just make sure that to me that's like a controllable. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to make sure I'm prop I have the proper nutrition and proper hydration so when it goes to those tough third sets especially in the summer I'm not going to be cramping up or just out of mm-hmm. gas basically. Okay. So if you were to uh, say specifically, you know, your message to people in the junior circuit that are looking to transition to uh division 1 uh tennis, what would that be, Kylie? I think it's to really just enjoy the process. It's a mm-hmm. it's a marathon on a sprint <laughs> and kind of just try stay true to yourself and your game. It's it's really hard especially in the juniors to get caught up on like what everyone else is doing. but i think if you can get a good support system and kind of set out this is what i want to do this is what i want to achieve and you just work day in and day out there's no reason why you can't get there okay very well said a uh, nice conversation and uh, we just had so much fun watching you and your team uh win the ncwa championship and uh, just keep doing the great work mm-hmm. that you're doing and it was so much fun catching up with you and look forward to many more conversations in the future for sure yes thanks kylie and uh, thank you for having me oh absolutely and uh, uh just uh yeah keep doing the great work yeah thank you hookum yeah hookum <laughs> <laughs> and to listeners thanks so much for tuning in week after week Follow me on Instagram at YP Kumar and for the podcast at Freshly Forever for constant updates. I will see you back again next week with yet another guest.
and yet another interesting topic. Until then, it's bye, saying so long. <music>